0: Welcome to the Penny Bloom Podcast. Ain't another place that has got more bass Romp past your mom, dads, listening to Tomcats. Talking everything that make you sad. We don't want that. We're here to make you smile. Put your mind at ease. Peace, love, and bloom, and always praise Keanu Reeves. This what we about. Get some weeding now. We'll talk until we can't no more, and then we peace out. Alright, let's go. Penny Bloom Podcast. Everybody, and welcome in to the Penny Bloom podcast. This is the director's spotlight, and under that spotlight is Wes Anderson. Today we are talking Rushmore, premiered in the United States on October 9th, 1998. It was co-written by Wes Anderson and Owen Wilson and directed by Wes Anderson.
1: I am Colton Robertson, and I'm joined by Joseph George. What's up, homie? Oh, what up, what up? Always a pleasure to be here. And I i literally, at the very start of this, I just made the realization I had no idea that Max was played by Jason Swartzman. Because when he came oh, in no as shit. the nurse, I was like, kind of looks like him, and it is really weird. You know, kind of looks like him and, and whatever. But then he came in as, like, the nurse, and I'm like, oh, so yeah, I can't, that's not him or whatever. And then I had no idea the whole time until just now that that was actually him. That's, wow, okay. I don't, yeah, I don't know... What? what? I, wait, no, that even isn't him, the nurse. That's No, Luke it old. can't be. That's Luke. Oh, so this is just him young. This is This is a young Jason Schwartzman he oh, is 18 I guess this came years old. Oh my god, I'm just dumb. This came out in 98. Yeah. Yeah, we went okay. back. We went back in time.
0: Wow. You know, yeah, we started okay. we started, uh, you know, we just did uh, French Dispatch last. It was 2021. We're taking it back 23 years. Oh my god. Uh, yeah, Jason wow, that, Schwartzman. Plays Max here, uh the main character of Rushmore. Got to got to regain your bearings, huh?
1: Yeah, I do. I had I was like because I liked it. I liked his performance a whole lot, and I'm like, man, this guy's really good. It's just some some child actor, I don't know. Yep. And then nope. oh wow, Jason Schwartzman oh, makes a lot more sense now. I feel pretty dumb. And the, and then when I thought Jason Schwartzman walked in, it's not even him whatsoever. Not even Luke Wilson. Yeah, I don't even know why I thought. I don't know what I was thinking. I guess. Watch these buddy. things happen these but things I'm, happen my bearings are set now <laughs>
0: <laughs> no that's hilarious but nah man i uh so this is the only one besides the royal tenen bombs which was a first viewing for me and mm. i've actually managed to watch it twice just to keep yeah. with uh keep with the pace that we've okay. been going at you know like yeah.
1: uh yeah, yeah. you
0: you've been watching them one time before we talk and every other one I've watched multiple times. So I was like, well, I can't break the streak. I've <laughs> got to, I've got to watch it a second time before we record. And uh, I feel, I feel really, really good about it. You know, I, uh, I'd kind of slept on this one because we've got bottle rocket coming up on Friday, his feature film debut, which is by no means bad. I I adore that movie. I love that movie, but it's mm-hmm. far from what he becomes, you know, like there's, there's an evolution in his filmmaking that like, it's it's astounding to see, but I expected Rushmore to be more bottle rocket than I did, like Shit Moonrise Kingdom. I don't feel like Moonrise like the guy who made this made Moonrise Kingdom, you know, like and I feel like you can get that from this, you know, and I think that's uh yeah. that's that's pretty impressive so early on in his career, and I think that uh, I I thoroughly enjoyed it. How how are you feeling?
1: Yeah, no, this one this one was a lot more fun of a watch. I you know, I'd say I I mean not that it, all of his other movies aren't fun, they they definitely are. But this one it was just a little more comedy focused. Um mm-hmm. and I I thought it, was, you know, the situations were hilarious. Just Bill Murray, Bill Murray just doing random shit, you know, him sprinting or like him like, you know, I don't know, at rent, just running fence. a wall, hopping the fence, just blocking the shit out of a little kid, like I, like Dude. just stuff in here that's actually just just really fun. Like I don't know, I I really had a good time while watching. And then Dude, yeah. It's and, uh, and does- that's I don't know. He does the thing he always does where I just think I'm watching a comedy movie. And then at the end it's like, Oh man, oh, man, man this, is, how this is getting me, huh? Yeah.
0: it's uh No. Yeah, man. I, I loved this shit. And, uh, I, it will certainly not be the last time I watched this hmm. movie. You know, uh, there's, uh, something, just a little tidbit. That's hilarious. Last night I was thinking about, uh, buying the movie on digital or renting it or something. Uh, But then I got tired and I decided not to. And part of that was because it was $18 to buy last night, $5 and $4 to rent. And I was like, oh my God, no, I'm not going to, I'll just rent it tomorrow morning. I'll watch it and that'll be that. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I woke up this morning and it was available to buy for $5. And I was like, you know what? Sometimes the universe just, just gives, just gives you a break, you know, Wow. Um, just waited that extra night and it dropped in price. And I was like fuck yeah not not wasting this opportunity it knows this yeah.
1: shit. that's that's very weird just yeah I don't one know. night difference and you know, basically bought it for as much as you would have rented it for exactly so that, and i was I like mean, well
0: thank god i didn't rent it the night before and just yeah, went ahead and waited but uh yeah man it was uh it was fruitful it was very very enjoyable and uh i, I mean i i adore jason schwartzman mm. so like uh he's uh he's my latest uh crush as far as what I've been watching on uh, in the movies lately, you know, ever since Darjeeling limited, I've been like, Oh my God, I fucking love Jason Schwartzman. Mm. You know, I, I, I adore Jason Schwartzman. And uh, this, it was so cool to go back in time with him after we've watched Darjeeling and, you know, most recently a French Dispatch where he was the illustrator and stuff. And then to go all the way back. And what is, I mean, I know he's, he's damn good in Darjeeling, but this is probably his best role. Out of the Wes Anderson movies, yeah, which no, is kind of crazy.
1: I mean, I was going with him for a performance before I even knew it was Jason Schwartzman, yeah. And And then I, I don't know. I've come to that realization. That I maybe it just makes more sense. But no, this is. I, I think I, I, I prefer this role over over his his role in Darjeeling. I think I, I appreciate the character more. Maybe um, in Darjeeling, we could just like the like his character moments that he had. The you know, dude, they're all made up character. You know, I guess he just didn't really have to do a whole lot in Darjeeling. Um, but here, I mean, being the, the lead, he, he's, he definitely did a very good job and he kept, kept me in the whole time. Um, and yeah, I, I, I really, really liked him in this and I, I would, I'd agree. I, I think this is his best and makes sense oh, that yeah. he kept, kept him along, you know, um, oh, absolutely. for his next projects. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. No, I. Uh... I, I adore that guy and I thought he was fantastic in this. And it's part of why I'm so excited to see him as like, I think he's being billed as the lead in Asteroid City. So, uh, you know, 25 years later after Rushmore, he's going to be the lead once wow. again in some Wes Anderson movies. Uh, which I absolutely love, but you know, we also got a, we got a few highlight performances. You know, it was a little bit, I kind of had no doubt about Jason Schwartzman being my performance, but Bill Murray did fucking outstanding. <laughs> uh Olivia Williams is wonderful in this movie as uh rosemary
1: um, yeah that that little love triangle that we got going <laughs> you know um <laughs> I, I i mean it is weird i guess to every every time like when you're a kid, there's probably one teacher you've always had a crush on, but it's yeah. always just it's it's just out there, you know you know it's not not actually going anywhere or whatever but then you just see someone taking it to the absolute extreme and uh yeah, trying max to, here yeah and and i don't know i think like at first it seemed that he was he was just trying to be friendly and and that was it but then mm. you know it just took a little different different turn um, oh dude
0: as soon as he approached her on the bleachers i was like oh this man's trying to mac that's true he's he's, yeah. he's trying to get it he's trying to get it in but uh it, what i do appreciate about this movie and what i was like It's possible to do a story like this where one character is much older than the other and pull it off in a way that's kind of like, Oh, okay. I guess then like licorice pizza is a a very recent example of a movie where one of the kids is one of the people's in high school and one of them is like 25 and somehow they managed to make me kind of okay with the story they tell. Um, and it's a, it's a damn good movie. So I was, I was curious if we were heading that route. You know, if, uh, if, if we were actually going to get this interesting relationship between a teacher and a student, um uh, what I did really appreciate is that it was never even close to on the table, um, for, uh, for the teacher, which I, which is the, is the way I would like it to go for Miss Cross, you yeah. know.
1: Uh, um, yeah. The most, most that ever happened was just, just a little kiss, you know, and it was after it was she very caught, he got hit by a car um and then you know like it so i mean yeah was 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 nothing she um, and...
0: immediately pulled away didn't even kiss back so i was like it was it was never even close to being an you know attraction doesn't even begin to enter it as she as she puts mm-hmm. it earlier on in the movie um but yeah it it is it's a really sweet movie man like it's a and like i said moonrise kingdom is Oddly enough, the easiest comparison to make because it is about a young, a younger guy who's figuring out that he's figuring out feelings, basically, about love and how he's supposed to love and who he's supposed to love and stuff. And uh, Mm -hmm. the idea that, uh, you know, he's he carries himself like an adult, you know, that's that's how he wants to present himself. That's how he goes about doing things, which I think is very similar to our dude, Sam back in Moonrise Kingdom. He th- they, they think of themselves as much older than they are. And oh, then yeah. they get told like, but you are a child, you know? And he's like, but God damn, man, I, I saved
1: Latin. What did you do? You yeah, know, like that, that. There's just some people have old souls, you know? Like there's just some people that, that have better company with, with older people. And like <laughs> I have I have a cousin who's, I think he's, he might be graduating high school this year, but like all throughout high school and middle school, he, like, hung out with my grandpa and, like, his, like, like, would golf with my grandpa and his friends more than he would hang out with, like, his actual, like, middle school or high school friends and stuff. That's funny. And, you like, it's, it's, some people are just kind of, I don't know, just. They're just like that. Built that way. Yeah, every, everyone's a little different. No, and, and you know, I
0: respect the shit, like, I, I, I like Max a lot, like, as a character in general, I know, <laughs> like, and it's easier to like a character who is like this at 15 than, there than they are at twenty five, you know, because he is figuring stuff out, because he is a kid. And you know, like he does he, he continuously fucks up. He continuously does stuff that's like, ah dude, come on now. You can't do that. But he doesn't know that yet. You know, like that's that's the key here is that like uh there's when he goes to the public school Grover Cleveland, or whatever uh and he he gives the speech, and he's like, "I know you guys think I've lived a sheltered life, but I promise i haven't I wasn't fed with a silver spoon. He has lived a sheltered life relatively, you know like uh,
1: mm.
0: I know his father's a barber, and he puts on like he's like uh he's richer than he is, mhm, but in going to a private school of that caliber and stuff, you autom- for a large section of your life when you're a kid." that is your life. You know, you might go home and do your homework and go to sleep. Uh, but to be in a private school like that, he was living relatively sheltered, you know, and then to kind of get a taste,
1: you know, he's still wearing his uniform, his Rushmore uniform in at school. And, you know, he, he, he loved Rushmore, you know, he, (laughs) he really, he really, really loved it. And, and I love the, uh, like, the montage of all of his clubs that he was in or that he started. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I kind of... It was just really interesting that, like, all all these movies, all of Wes's movies, they always, like, just make me think of my own life and stuff like mm-hmm. that. I was like, huh, I was I really that big of a nerd in high school? You know, because Max right. is, is portrayed as quite the nerd, and, you know, it's not... I don't think he would take offense to that. You know, people who are nerds, it doesn't really no. matter whenever you're called a nerd. But, like... In high school, I started chess club. We didn't have one. And I was like, yeah, fuck it. We're starting a chess club because I just want to play chess. Ping pong club. I helped start, you know, out of nowhere with doors in the back behind of, you know, the gym with some rackety ass wooden boards that we said, you know, it was like terrible, but it was, was um, in middle school, I started video game club and we actually brought in like game cubes and like Nintendo 64 and just play like retro games and stuff like that. And then, and I don't know, I realized like, that was actually probably the most fun parts of school was oh yeah not no, nothing related to school whatsoever. Just whenever you found a, a group of people that like to do something you like to do as well, you know, and, mm. and uh, I guess I just didn't I didn't play sports. You know, having a sports team, that's just very, you know, that's like, oh,
0: yeah, it's built in, you know, like, yeah, it's a
1: fa- whole family that, you know, like, a, I don't know. It's really, really fun to have a sports team.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, extracurricular wise, when I was like, we talked for the French dispatch at ad nauseum for the the newspaper stuff. But when it came to newspaper, we shared a lab with the yearbook. And mm. so there's a lot of input I had on our yearbook that, like, I definitely didn't get credit for because I was not on yearbook, you know, like it, was, I was just there and I helped them whenever they needed help and stuff. But uh like baseball, football, I, I didn't start ping pong club, but I was sure as shit in it, you know, and there's a. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's a lot of stuff that, like, I loved, I loved the extracurricular stuff, man. And that's why instantly I was like, okay, yeah, I fuck with this. But that was the other thing is that I never, uh, you know, I never let it affect the rest of my, uh, my schooling, you know, that's because true. I wasn't in fucking 12 of them at the same time. Yeah. You know, that's, yeah, uh, that's, that's, that's a different fair. breed.
1: And I, I don't know, it is very interesting that, you get the idea that he would have been a very, very good student off the beginning. Mm. You know, it opens with him dreaming about solving, you know, the hardest of geometry. Him of going full Will Hunting on that uh, on that yeah. chalkboard and, there. And, and, like, and, you know, that's not the case, you know. He's he's just he, very interested in a lot of different things and his grade stuff for sure. Um, but they call him, like, one of the worst students they have, you know, which is mm. very interesting. Like, if, if anything... He's probably better than ninety percent of the other people there, just not academically. You know? Yeah, just like not grade-wise. You know, everyone has their own strengths. But look, look, look what he did. He saved Latin. You know? He saved like, Latin, man. And he, he wrote a a hit play. Is that what he called? It? Yeah, I wrote a hit yeah. play. Um, and like, and, well, and even when he goes to Grover
0: Cleveland, he changes the kind of culture there a little bit. Yeah. Like he 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 finds someone that's going to roll with him as an assistant. They put on a play. They have this grand. Mm-hmm you know he puts together the uh what was it kite club mm-hmm. uh, oh, yeah. like that's yeah. that's that's awesome man and yeah. he, he...
1: at at first whenever he's giving a speech in front of the the public school kids i was like oh god this is just not going to go you know like right. I, someone's going to throw something at him i'm like oh god but then afterwards when you see um margaret yeah margaret come up to him it was like he found exactly the kind of people you know that like if, if he didn't do that she would have never gone up to him and like Mm. I don't know, like, she probably just been like, ah, oh, new student, you know, whatever, but, but, like, him speaking that way was, I don't know, he found his kind of people through that, mm. you know, and... and but,
0: and he found his people, but he still didn't look at them as his people yet, you know, like, he had, uh... he only focused on one
1: thing. There's one still thing this, other.
0: uh, yeah, he's got this drive for Miss Cross and Miss Cross only, but, uh, there's also a factor to him when he goes to the public school where I think he still... Kind of thinks he's above everyone else and that like he will eventually find his way back to Rushmore somehow. Well, like yes. I don't think it's fully set in that expulsion means you don't come back. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, <laughs> yeah. he, he even leaves school, rides his bike straight over to Rushmore multiple times. Mm-hmm. Uh, like that's his life, right. man. And, uh, I thought, I just thought it was super cute. You know, I thought that, uh, he kind of represents a cool naivete in the, in the youth of like what you, what you think is important and what, you know, Mm. at that time in your life is important, you know, like it's, it's the connections you make, the relationships you form and stuff. Mm. When you're that age, you know, he focuses on just that though.
1: You know, that's all he thinks about. Um, Yeah. He could, you know, could have, could have done a little better in school, but I don't know. I'd say he's, he's gaining, gaining a lot more experience than, than other people would, you know, he's, he's, look, look what, look what he's done. He's a, he's a beekeeper. He's a fencer. He, Let's. I mean, he was on the wrestling team as an alternate. An alternate. Uh, yeah. Let's let's see. I mean, I don't know. Editor just... editor of the newspaper flies yeah. kites. There you go. And and eventually got like a little internship, actual job. You know, out at whatever. Room. Yeah, could, like what kind of? I don't know. Just like a construction company. Looked or like kind of like a company? yeah, some sort of
0: some sort of construction business yeah. or something like that. Twenty five. Uh, how much $25? are you? How yeah. much are you worth? <laughs> Ten million. <laughs> Good. We're gonna need all of it.
1: We're going to need all. Yeah, it's like, well, this dude has, has dreams, you know? He, yes, has, he, does. he has aspirations. Yeah. Him
0: agreeing to build an aquarium privately mm-hmm. and not running it by the school at all. Hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, $8 million,
1: too. Yeah, he's yep. like, I spent $8 million on this. Oh my God. And I just, I don't know. The first time he got stopped, you know, just because it was just him doing it on his own. But then, mm-hmm. like, just because Bill Murray's there, I guess, the school... I don't know, was the school, like... the like... school was
0: in on that one, um, okay. but oh, okay. I do think there was a... Uh, there was some stipulation, too, where they were like, well, they never ran it by the city, so...
1: Oh, okay. That's yeah, good, like
0: They didn't give the idea. plans to the city, so we don't know if that's even going to happen, but...
1: Uh, <laughs> oh, I, I don't like know. the way yeah.
0: they play with the idea that, like, friendship uh, doesn't know age, you know? Like, ultimately, what we settle on with Miss Cross and uh, Max here is that, like, they do have a friendship, you know, like mm. that they did form a bond that is very possible for people to make with people who are 10 to 15 years older than you. That's more than possible, you mm. know, and uh but look at him with his first grade best friend, the kid he regards as his best friend. And then the other kid, he the other man he regards as his other best friend, probably is got to be every bit of 50 and Bill Murray, you know, like there's a, there's just a broad range of ages and it kind of puts forth this idea that no matter what age you are, you kind of long for that connection and you kind of long for, you long for friends. You want, you want a friend to have to talk to. And uh, whenever you face that betrayal, that you're not betrayal, but like a a smite that your friend might happen upon you at some point, you know, how, how devastating that can be. And like the cascade of events that happens when, you know, uh, the little kid tells, (laughs) tells Max that Bill Murray's having an affair with the teacher. And he's like, "Oh man, but then he gets told that. (laughs) max said he got a hand job from his mom and and Mm -hmm. like everything that intersects there at that point in the movie is absolutely hilarious and the way it literally ruins a man's marriage tears apart his life miss cross has to quit her job there's like (laughs) actual (laughs) huge
1: huge like what's the
0: retributions
1: yeah like just absolutely like Three lives were kind of ruined. You know, his his whole life was Rushmore. Can't go there anymore. Miss Cross was one of the best teachers they had there, according to them. You know, I don't know if that's just his bias, but she seems right. like he a resigned. teacher. Yeah. Um and then yeah, Bill Murray, he's he's no longer married, and uh I guess he's still he's being sued for divorce. I thought that was hilarious, you know, a funny way to put it. He's being sued, sued for divorce. For, is that is that actually like legally it's correct? Technically what that's technically
0: what divorce is. Like
1: okay. uh hmm. I guess true. Yeah.
0: Like someone has to present divorce mm. papers. You are being served no. divorce papers. It's technically suing someone. I've never heard it that way before. Uh, I don't know. No. It, was
1: a, it was like, Oh, well, I, I, I guess technically. Yeah, I
0: guess um, I suppose that's true.
1: Uh, but I don't know. I not, think Bill Murray's like side of it was actually really like Max. He seemed to, he just wanted friends with anybody. You know, he just, he mm. could, could just make friends with anybody almost. Um, but Herman, Um, was really like interesting that he, I don't know, his sons weren't exactly like the sons that he wanted, you know, he even says it like, I I never thought that my sons would, would be like this. And, and you can kind of tell that he wanted more of a Max, you know, and, and, and that's why he kind of took the liking to him and, you know, vice versa
0: for Max too, Mm -hmm. you know, you can tell that he kind of has this sort of resentment for his dad throughout the movie for being. Poor, not having money, and then mm-hmm. he finds Herman, who has a lot of money, and yeah. is treating him, treating him like a friend, like a son, or whatever. And so, like he kind, they kind of find that in each other. But then they have to learn to accept their their states, their their way of being. And part of that is when he introduces his father to him, and he's like, you know, this this is my dad. He's not a neurosurgeon; he's a barber. Mm-hmm. You know, yes, he works with sharp tools near peers people's heads, but it's not the exact same
1: thing. Um, I mean, isn't hair just an extension? I mean, I, I guess I mean just an extension of it's your a brain. form of surgery. Well, yeah, yeah, I guess you know it's it's a procedure. Um, I don't know, it, relatively like, painful No, no, I, 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 that I was bad. Uh, yeah, the Bert was I don't a know, good dude. Like it's crazy that like it, it's just a story of of this crazy love triangle that shouldn't even really exist in the first place. But then you have all these, you know, actual character interactions that, you know, you actually think his dad is a neurosurgeon at first. And we, when we find out he's a barber, it's like, oh, whoa. And then you get to see Bill Murray find – you know, everyone else kind of yeah. find out, um, which is really cool. And then, I like, just – How everyone's life is just being so, you know, ruined and built like Bill Murray. Like you can just see he doesn't care anymore. His hair is getting long, you know, and it's perfect that his dad is a barber. So like he actually freshened up and like, you know, presents him the
0: pins he got from Rushmore. That was a cute moment. I love that.
1: Yeah, that was nice. Like, uh, like a good, a good little, you know, after they, they just got done. Trying to kill each other, basically. <laughs> he cut um, his brakes, yeah. bro. That's so fucked up. He's gonna make have a tree land on him and flatten him out. Like, dude was yeah. actually trying to to really kill him. You know, like, yeah, sticked a bunch of bees in his hotel. War room. does
0: war does crazy things uh, to a man.
1: Yeah, I guess I guess you know Bill Murray. He only he only ruined one bike. um Let's see what else what what else did did Bill Murray do? Well, that's me?
0: the thing is that. Uh, he didn't have to do a lot Um, That's as Miss Cross put it, like what kind of person destroys a 15 year old's bike? You know, like you gotta, he's a little immature, you know, the way that they, the way that they put it like later on in the movie, whenever he's faked getting hit by a car and he uses that bike. And she's like, uh, you know what you and you and Herman deserve each other. You're both little children, you know, and it's, it, he reacts in a way that is Childlike. You know, as the grown man, you're supposed to be like, hey man, stop fucking with me like that. Okay? Yeah. You already got me divorced and kicked out of my home. Yeah. That's enough. You know? You don't, need to fill, you don't need to fill my room with bees. You know, like that's when you talk to him. You don't just destroy his bike. Mm. Um even though that is kind
1: of a hilarious
0: retribution. Um <laughs>
1: man, yeah, it was I don't know, and even them meeting the like I don't know. Was it the dean or like the just Doctor Nelson? You know, after he yeah, had his yeah. broken, Guggenheim. yeah. And they, you know, he he sees him first. You know, Max sees him first. He's up there. He's headed back down. They meet in the elevator. You know, he's like, "Hey, amigo," and he's just pouring an airplane shot in his beer. You know, drink. Just kept drinking more. Smoking yep. two cigarettes at the same time. Like it's in like a hospital. Yeah. Like and and then you know after. Uh, he, he finds Bill Murray sneaking out, you know, at two a.m. He's just sitting in the back of his car, just smoking. You see Bill Murray like look up, like at his like roof, like is he really fucking smoking in here? Is he serious? Yeah. Right? You know, like all these little moments that that are just I don't know. It's it's more just the situations that are funny the whole time, and it's not like things that are said. It's just no,
0: because like there's a lot of stuff in this movie that's, I mean, in classic Wes Anderson fashion, pretty tragic, you know. Um, her husband drowned, and his mom died of cancer, and uh, all all that sort of stuff. And they kind of dwell on a lot of that for most of the movie because, in a similar way that Darjeeling Limited is like more literally about letting go of their baggage, you know, this is this is much more metaphorical, and mm. it's and it's execution of it, you know. uh mm. There's uh by the end of the movie, whenever he is laying on her bed, and you know. Uh, there, she says something about how Ed Appleby was that his name right? Ed Appleby.
1: I think we're I think so. That sounds right.
0: Edward Appleby. He had more creativity in one fingernail than Herman Bloom has in his entire body. And A Max goes fingernail. one dead fingernail. And she likes like that was one of my favorite scenes because the way she starts crying and is like, yeah, yeah, one dead fingernail. You know, it's it, I reacted when Max said that as like, oh no, don't say that, but. She takes it as kind of a like, yeah, I guess I do kind of need to realize that because she didn't even refer to Edward in the past tense. Mm -hmm. Edward Appleby has more creativity in one fingernail than,
1: you know, and it's like. And I wonder how long ago that their relationship was, because it seems that like she's still living in his childhood room. You know, and and she was like, hey, I'm only house sitting. You know, like it seems that like maybe they were together like a long, long time ago because he it was still a twin bed. You know, and he had airplanes in his room, stuff like well, they that. Did like, get, they did uh, get married. He was he was her husband. That's true.
0: Um, yeah. and he died a year ago. So oh, it's still okay. relatively okay. fresh.
1: Okay. Um,
0: <laughs> which is why, like, I can't blame her for the way she, fe- like, I would never be like, oh, you got to move on. Like, I sure as shit wouldn't, you know, like, yes, that's- I
1: catch that the timeline of it. Then, Yeah, um, no.
0: Yeah. He, I think Max asks at some point, when did, when did he pass away? And she says a year ago.
1: Um Oh, I think it it is right in the bedroom. I think it, it is right. Maybe in that scene, or maybe it is.
0: I think it's earlier whenever they're like looking, it's like the one of their earlier interactions where they're, like, cleaning out the uh, the little fish tank, which inspires oh, him to build a giant that's aquarium. Right. Um,
1: that's right. Yeah. Hilarious.
0: He's- you know, like, that, that line whenever... He's like, a, would Edward have built you an aquarium? And uh, I think so. He's like, he would have if he had the money.
1: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Man. Yeah, it's... And... I don't know. Like, it was... Everyone had their own thing that they needed to let go of, and, and like, she just... I don't know. A year is pretty quick, though. That I mean, that's very trim- like I don't know. No, I, I, especially I suddenly.
0: Apparently, he drowned. You don't exactly expect like, that.
1: Like Miss Cross's trauma was was very, very real and very, I think, I think a lot more legitimate than than Max's. You know, just just long lost love for you know something that's never going to happen. You know, and and just complete. Whenever he can't get it, he's like, "Well, then I might as well just ruin." everything now you know my life's over i'm taking everyone down
0: i think there's there's something important that i didn't really consider on my first watch that kind of bleeds through a little bit more on a rewatch is uh the importance of max's mom having died when he was seven um perhaps plays into why he latched onto an older woman and when Mm. she refuses his you know applies vies for affection uh he's like well no, like mm. no woman in my life sticks around. I'm fucking done. You I know, see. like uh, yeah. hmm.
1: a I little really bit of a Freudian
0: thing going on there. Just a I bit. really
1: thought it was going to go down more the line of like um, Max was going to try to get with Miss Cross. You know, and it, just, it was never going to work. And then, but Herman would actually, you know, develop somewhat of a relationship. But I thought it was like Max was going to be kind of the glue um, between them, having kind mm. of like a you know not their own kid at all, but like just uh the commonality between them you know and I, And right. there was like a a moment when i i they were like sitting they were somewhere max you know he, he always gets them together somehow you know like mm-hmm. whether they want to or not but they're always like together and it's whenever they're actually doing pretty well all together at, at one point and then it's bill murray and, and miss cross sitting in in their chair and then max like walks off to go do something and they just like kind of watch him and they're happy, like looking at him Mm -hmm. doing things. And it seemed like a really like cute parent moment. Oh yeah.
0: They've got a mutual respect for max because like they both know that he's been through shit. You know, they both Mm -hmm. know that he's a troubled kid, you know, and they, they want to see him succeed. He's just Mm self-destructive at points. And, uh, Mm so like at the end man like i can't express enough how much the last play like that whole thing like that that's the part in this movie that makes me cry like uh whenever they step outside for the intermission and they're like hanging out together and they're talking about it and uh he uh bill murray says like it's good i just i just hope it has a happy ending and she like strokes his head and like scratches his hair and stuff like it's I remember I was just like, Oh, and then I go back inside. And that's where my favorite, that's where my favorite line actually comes in Mm. is actually a part of the play because you can tell very, very, uh, autobiographical sort of a like in parallel to his real life experiences Mm. with, with them. He says, uh, maybe we'll meet again someday when the fighting stops. Mm. That's my, that's my favorite line of the, of the movie because, uh,
1: doesn't bill murray like kind of he cries yeah and i was like oh yeah that 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 was i was trying to think if that was i don't
0: know what it is about bill murray crying dude i think he just has this aura
1: of intense sadness if he's sad yeah it just i'm sad with him i don't know every time like i guess whenever he's such a funny
0: and usually brightly attituded guy you know he's he's typically pissy you know he can be angry and stuff but he's always funny about it so mm. whenever he softens up and like starts crying bro that shit gets me
1: and i don't I know maybe the extreme of that is like imagine robin williams sad yeah yeah you're like but no if he if, if he's sad, you're automatically like i think i think that's just like the extreme but bill murray's it's like that's the, vibe. the vibe like close to it you know he's yeah you're like in life aquatic you know he was he was just very kind of upbeat and everything but then that the i, I, I wonder, wonder if it remembers like me. it just <sighs> like i don't know it just out of nowhere just gets you and yeah, no.
0: and so that was that was why i put that line it's just because uh i loved bill murray's reaction mm-hmm. to it because you know he he cares about this kid a lot, and he cares about Miss Cross a lot. You know he he says at one point he's like I, she's my Rushmore. You know That's like I line. I do love yeah, her.
1: I, yeah, that was my favorite line. You know after the attempted murder with the tree that eventually does fall over. You know but he stopped. You know he he didn't yeah. quite follow through with this plan. But you know he's she's my Rushmore. But then like his response, he's like I know she's mine too. She was mine. I think I think he says she was mine too. Mm. Like like he's I don't know. I think he. I don't know if he fully let go at that point, you know? Right. But he was, he's getting there, you know, almost he's, I'm pretty sure
0: he goes to her place like immediately after that. That's true. That's true.
1: Yeah. So I think it was
0: like one last Mm. Hail Mary. He was like, I'm going to try it. Uh, And like a hilarious Hail Mary at that. Nobody who gets hit by a car happens to have a ladder and climbs up to a window. Um, You knock on the fucking door, man and has uh, a cassette
1: in his jacket that he pops yeah. in in the drill dresser and, you know like oh dude no that, I, i'm pretty sure that that was my favorite scene just like it's great. Just, it was funny and then it actually like when they they were like actually talking there for a minute it got a little real and then like mm-hmm. and then it was oh my god this is fake blood you know like i can't but geez, i'll show you the. Do- i'll just go out the window, out you out know? The window. like oh no I, I loved everything about that scene and then You know, you get to really see Miss Cross, like, what she's holding on to. Like, she's still living in that room, you know, hasn't touched a thing, you know, really. Everything is still the same as as it was. And I don't know, I I really, I I would like to meet uh, Edward Applebee. Applebee? Yeah, I don't know. He seemed like a pretty cool guy. Seemed uh, like he's a great really-
0: guy, you know? And uh, and there is, you know, you mentioned how it seemed like it might have been a long time ago because she's in his childhood bedroom and stuff. Um, and I think more than anything, that's just emblematic of the fact that, you know, you're never more alive than you are when you are a child. Your passions mm-hmm. are never greater. You're, And I what's reminding her of that is Max, you know, like, uh, the way Max is acting is, is reminding her of what it must, what Edward must have been like when he was a child. So returning to his childhood bedroom kind of gets her in contact with that sort of energy that she needs to be tapped into in that moment. Um, and I, I love it, man. Like that, that was a great scene. Uh, I, I absolutely adore it. I ended up going with the sabotage montage, just because that's oh, where we get the classic Wes Anderson slow motion needle drop moment where he like walks out of the elevator with the bees in his hand and he's like, he puts the gum on the wall and he keeps walking and stuff. He's a and bad like, boy now, you know, he's, yeah. he's
1: done. He's not a goody goody
0: two shoes. It ends with him being arrested. And I'm like, okay, yeah, this is, this is dope as fuck. This is my favorite scene. Uh, Cause that's, that's hilarious. It's, uh, you know, that's kind of the turning point. You know, you, you start this movie. You get 30 minutes in and I'm pretty sure at 30 minutes or around there, they have finished the first play and they've gone to dinner and he's been like, because I'm in love with you. And Mm -hmm. uh, and then everything changes from then. And I remember checking the runtime and being like, God damn, there's still an hour left in this movie, man. I felt like we were getting to the culmination of this story. And then for them to keep progressing it and for him to strain his relationship thereafter with Herman and for Herman and her to start bonding and everything like it's. It's an it's a really good story, man, and I think that uh it's it. I'm not sure where it falls on my West ranking. It's kind of a yeah, it's kind yeah. of an interesting one where I think I know I like it. It's sad. I don't know if it's just a. The Royal Tenenbaums Bombs was the first in this project, and it's been a while since I watched it. But I'm I'm more confident than ever that that was eight out of eight on the original, um, maybe nine out of ten now that we're getting here. Dep- I need to rewatch Bottle Rocket. We'll see. Um,
1: yeah no, this this one was a delight. Definitely, uh, hiking, man. I think I just you know every time you go in with just lower expectations, it's it's uh, you know it always mm-hmm. it, it can only get better from there, right? You know, and I and after seeing like. What Wes has worked to, you know, worked towards, and in, in the French Dispatch, and how all of his stuff has been culminating into there. That was really, really cool, and like I really, really like that. But there's something that's very interesting to see, you know, where he's starting out and and how. I don't know. You can you can still tell there's there's things in here that that uh I don't know. I just don't think he fully let go yet, you know, or like fully allowed himself to to take. I don't know. Maybe he. Didn't think that his style would be like accepted, you know, in in the movie industry, quite, you know, necessarily. And he was like, "I don't know if that was it, or if he's just this is his early, early." Yeah, making. you
0: know, there's there's also the possibility he hadn't fully realized it, you know, because there's there's elements, there's like flashes, you know, you see it and you're like, "Oh, that shot is it's on its way to being what it what it ends up being." There's this moment where when he does ride his bike over from Grover Cleveland to Rushmore and he like slides through the, the oh, gate. Yes. Oh, and there's, yes. it says Rushmore right there. I'm like that, that that's peak. There's a, uh, um, a shot where, when he's on the phone and he's on the, the far left third of the screen and the wall takes up most of it where again, I'm like very, very showing those flashes of what, a, what he mm-hmm. will become. But, uh,
1: whenever he goes over on the bike and says that he's in the car crash, the bike is perfectly in the spot, you know, in a spotlight on the road, Mm. um, just like perfectly lit. And he's like centered, you know, like with the the sidewalk of the house. And I don't know that. I was trying to think of like uh, my favorite shot and there was, there was, it's obviously not like a visual focused movie, you know, like the, not, not the focus of, of, of this at all. Um, It's still a good looking movie though. You know,
0: like there's a, there's a difference between a movie that's like a you know like The French Dispatch where it is very rhythmic and there's there's like a visual beat to it where it's it's all moving at a certain pace. Um this is more on the end of being you know it looks more like a normal movie, but a good normal movie. You know what I'm saying? Like uh there's sh- this looks better than most Marvel movies. Yeah. You know, like uh, in the dull moments, you know, when it's, when it's not some grand fucking space battle or something. Um, Ooh. There's some that good is, fucking shots I was of this.
1: Kind of looking, looking just through the pictures on IMDb now. And I, I forgot about this one. Whenever they took like their first walk, you know, he went over there mm-hmm. and he was like, were we supposed to go to the museum? Sidewalk and the roads
0: and the trees and yeah, there. Yeah. I don't
1: know, That that is really that might I don't know. That might be it. Um the one that I remembered the most was like just after the play. Like his last play. Yeah. Um,
0: the dance and yeah, everyone that, in the Oh, frame. it was yeah.
1: so I mean and it was and it like it, it's kind of like a, a feel good shot as well. It's not just mm-hmm. like the shot itself that is is looking good, but it was like you just have everyone there. Uh, Bill Murray's <laughs> dancing with you know Max's girl. Max is dancing with it, you know like everyone. But it's fine. Everyone's they roll
0: friends. in Guggenheim and his wheelchair and stuff from from stage left, and you're yeah. like, all right, yeah, yeah.
1: No, this it was good. everyone's here and everyone's happy and every, no one's and mad at each other anymore. Yeah, it was it was perfect. Um that's a great ending, man. Like, you know, when when you look back, it is
0: interesting to think about what have what which of these movies have like the best endings, you know, Mm -hmm. not just uh, critically, but like the ones where you end up going like, yes, that was a good fucking ending. You Mm -hmm. know, I think uh, the Life Aquatic has one of those. I think the Darjeeling Limited has one of those.
1: Um, I think this has one of those you know um oh yeah no this 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 ending if if it didn't end like this i mean it was it was already pretty good but the ending really really made the movie you know like it, it anchors
0: was, the enjoyment factor for sure yeah. you know
1: oh, yeah. yeah it's like the the ending of, of french dispatch you know when everyone's everyone's all together there's no death in this one that that brings everyone together you know and yeah, right. but 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 seeing everyone like in that editors room just kind of talking it out was it was kind of the same feeling of of the post play on the dance floor, you know, it's like oh, uh, it's, it's, we have everyone here and everyone's. It's
0: funny like, to think back to French Dispatch too, where like uh, Jason Schwartzman's role in that, the, the illustrator, it's the only guy Bill Murray like tears into during that movie, where he's like, "I told you I wanted a roasted turkey, not whatever the fuck you're doing," you know. Like, uh, it's funny to think of the history that these sort these actors have together, you know, like uh, mm-hmm. going all the way back to 1998, Bill Murray and Jason Schwartzman here, like that's kind of incredible, you know, and uh mm. to have that storied of a career kind of alongside someone. I know Bill Murray was well established, come this movie. He was a very, very mm. established comedic actor. Um he'd been in Caddyshack and uh Scrooged and mm, uh cool. fucking uh Groundhog Day. Like he'd he'd done plenty of work by here. Uh so he kind of cool. provides this like seasoned like presence that the movie kind of needs, you know. He, I, I will make this comparison whenever a movie it it, it has someone who kind of anchors a young cast. Um, Alec Guinness in Star Wars: A New Hope, you know, that's uh
1: mm-hmm. he's the
0: guy who's providing the legitimacy, so to say, to that to that role, and uh, that's what that's what Bill Murray's doing here, you know, because this was Jason Schwartzman first, his first credit. Wow, this was okay. the first thing he ever did
1: dang that makes it even better like his performance stand out even more like that's yeah. I don't know makes sense that he stuck around with them because he mm-hmm. I mean kind of plays I don't know in in Darjeeling he's kind of I don't know maybe like just a grown-up max you know right like, right a little bit like I not not I guess that to that degree but I don't know um I I kind of I kind of see the similarities in in their their roles there but no max at least on on my first watch I really liked his performance, and I think the only other person who who would get performance for me would be Olivia Williams as Miss Cross. Um, and she she was really really close, especially like that single tear that rolled down her face, mm-hmm. like um, or whenever she started getting emotional, and and whenever even in the like her classroom, whenever she's getting everything out, and she's like, "So what? Where where do you think this is really gonna go? You yeah. want to tell the kids that what you you fingered me? What I give you one hand job and all this ends? You know? I don't know, like." Getting very.
0: You want? What, what do you think we're gonna fuck? And she's she, yeah. like, I wouldn't. Or like, what do you think we're gonna have sex? And he's like, Oh, oh that's, yeah. That's not how I'd put it. And he's like, Well, that's how you'd put it if you'd if you'd ever fucked somebody. <laughs> yeah. Um, and she
1: talked to me <laughs> like an adult. There, you know, and like, he
0: like kind of backs down and he like cowers, and it it kind of puts him in his place. It makes him. It reminds him that he's mm-hmm. a child. You know, he is young. He's. Mm-hmm. You know, and I I really appreciated that moment. That was a good one, you know, and uh, she's well-deserved. Like, that's the thing, is that all three of the leads here could 100% see. Uh, Jason Schwartzman, Olivia Williams, and Bill Murray. Bill Murray is fantastic in this as as a supporting role. Like, uh, just the presence he has on screen is so inherent. Like, you mentioned it at the very top of the episode. Whenever he jumps that fence, picks up the phone call and starts talking to him. He's like, she's not even all that man. Yeah. She's cool. She's she, I mean, she's not that pretty. She's not that interesting. Sure. She has something that you can't really put your finger on. And then he's like looking through the window at her. And you're like, you're like, Oh, he's trying to ward him off a little bit, but he'd like <laughs> tosses a kid's shit on the basketball court. Just absolutely chucks that shit. Oh, man. oh God. It was so funny, man.
1: Like just, behind the tree, like, you know, peeking around and then going quick back, hiding, like, acting like she didn't see him at all. And then yeah. he, like, comes around he's like, Max, uh, you, you, wanted, you wanted to say, talk to you or, you know, whatever. And I don't know, what, what you... was up with the scene when he was just at the pool throwing golf balls in the pool and then, like, just goes up on the diving board, jumps in, you know? Like, nothing, like, that was just it. I don't know. It was just, like, he was,
0: it was... Well, what's interesting, too, is that comes before he's kind of realized feelings for, um, Firmus cross. So my money is that like, I mean, to have an affair, you're either a serial adulterer or you're severely unhappy in your, your home life. You know, um, he doesn't like his kids. He's made that known. Um, we don't even meet his wife, save for the scene. Like, I don't think we know he has a wife until, we it's like a revelation that he's cheating on her like
1: yeah Yeah, she's
0: not even mentioned until someone goes he's having an affair and you're like oh he's married wow that recontextualizes kind of everything you Mm -hmm. know like uh so i think it kind of emphasized just how unhappy he was like it's kind of doing these pointless little actions there's also like they're at a birthday party and golf balls sink so they could be about to play a game where you like dive in and search for golf balls and whoever gets the most like that that sort of thing. But I like to think of it as more just like a he's just doing something like he's just. Fuck yeah. this.
1: So, I mean, he does while he's climbing the ladder, he does, you know, down his drink, mm-hmm. take the last little puff and then just jumps. Or in maybe it's supposed to be
0: like there. a cover. Like, like you know, yeah. he's about to go jump in the water and just sit under there for as long as he can. Maybe he wants everybody to think he's looking for the golf balls, you know. But he just mm. he just sits down there, you know.
1: Um, yeah, he just didn't want to hear. He just didn't want to just be a part of anything, you know. Like mm. people are having fun right now. I don't feel that way. I'm just gonna. Yeah, sit Yeah, and, and the his
0: his table. kids are exactly
1: the type of people I want to have a crossbow. Oh God, yeah, no, no, no. Yeah these these kids are. I don't know. You think like, whenever I guess I don't know. He did get kind of physical with them you know in the car like after he was talking to max like max was in the front seat he yeah out, and then the boys come up push him out of the way and like they just get in the car and and you know one of the boys is i think he says something about max like yeah he's like
0: a, uh, do you want to invite him to your birthday party this sunday and they go, no max no and then the kid in the back goes get your head out of your ass dad that's right and, and he uh goes, he he shoves him to the back of the car which i mean my dad was far from far far from abusive but if I had told him, get your head out of your ass, I'd have got it, you know, that's yeah. uh that's uh
1: yeah, that, that's, I, I, there's no shot. I'm talking to my parents like that, like that. I, I don't know. I I don't know. I, I've never, I don't even want to know what would have happened. Yeah. You know, never like, even considered it. It's you know? like, no, yeah, no, no chance that like, I, I could even do that, but I mean it makes, you know, makes sense that they are kind of troubled kids as well because mm-hmm. their home life obviously isn't good, you know, that he does eventually have an affair and that that doesn't just happen overnight. Um so uh, you got to assume their their home life already was was struggling a bit and uh yeah, I don't know. It was it was but really nice just to see like him and Max eventually get you know become friends again and i don't know i think it was was that moment at like the barber shop whenever he's like here's my perfect attendance pin and and the the punctual i forgot what the i think it was called the punctual punctuality or something like that pin Mm -hmm. um and when they made up and and you know he he gets them all groomed up ready for the play and everything like that And, and i don't know it was just Everything came together so nice at the end. You know, I'm like, how, how is this going to be wrapped up? Like everything's so bad right now. Like so many lives have been wrecked. I'm like, how is this wrapped up nicely? How, where is the happy ending? You know, whenever like, um, I don't know. I, but then they, they got there. They do it. Yeah. They do it.
0: I want to, I want to steer back to the, uh, the twins and their relationship to Bill Murray real quick, just because, uh, I read some trivia just now, which is absolutely hilarious. Um, Bill Murray actually found the actors who played the kids extremely annoying as, uh, as the, uh, movie counterparts were, and uh. much of his insults at them were improvised. <laughs>
1: Wow, that he was speaking from the heart. I guess yeah. you know he, he, yeah. was, he was method acting there a little but, bit. But uh, there's
0: there's also like uh, you know that's that's a little bit of a dick move. But there is some really cool other stuff about Bill Murray here. Uh, on the first day of principal photography, Wes Anderson had given his directions to Bill Murray in like a hushed whisper, like a he didn't want to seem like he was stepping on Bill Murray's toes because Bill Murray at this point is kind of a comedy mm. legend. You know, like he's very, very well renowned and Wes Anderson. This is his second feature film, you know, like, uh, so he's kind of, he's kind of timid in his direction of him, but, uh, graciously, Bill Murray deferred publicly to Wes Anderson. You know, he was like, yeah, absolutely, man. I'll do whatever you want. Uh, he helped haul equipment. And when Disney denied the helicopter scene that would have cost $75,000 he gave Anderson a blank check to cover the cost. Um,
1: pretty badass.
0: Pretty cool. That's pretty cool of him. You know, like, uh, huh. and it's clearly paid off. He's worked with Wes Anderson several times since, so he clearly enjoys working with him, and he clearly, like, uh, th- mm. they found something here that I think is really, really cool.
1: Yeah, because, I mean, in his later projects, it's clear, like... I guess I I don't really know all the details and everything, but it, it seems that it's like it is a true honor to be a part of one of Wes's films, and and mm-hmm. you know, in the early days, it's I don't know. This is a second film, but he's he's not. I don't know. I don't think he's there yet. You know, probably. Like I don't I don't are people wanting? You know, like is his name? Like I don't. How big were these movies back in in the like whenever they came out? Because I still haven't watched Bottle Rocky yet.
0: Um, I'm not not particularly big. You know, there's a. Uh... Let's see, we could probably tell based off the box office here, just how yeah, oh, it costs nine million and hmm. worldwide growth of seventeen million opening weekend God. made forty thousand dollars that's it's a pretty small opening, you know, and uh
1: <laughs> yeah, I guess that's i guess twenty three twenty five years ago, so maybe a little bit more, but yeah, and then. Bottle Rocket only it made 560,000 it looks like. Uh, yeah. So, so like
0: these these are not massive movies by any means, you know? Like they And that was the thing about movie theaters once upon a time in studios is that there was more opportunity to try things like this. The the mm-hmm. like cuz I'm pretty sure Rushmore is like I said Disney. Disney denied
1: Wow. Yeah. The Cause it, there wasn't, wasn't Indian paintbrush. You know, I was, I was every, mm. every West movie I've seen. Is that his studio? Like, is that it's, his uh, own it's
0: someone paintbrush? else's studio, but they mm. started working with him on Royal Tenenbaums and they just stuck with him forever. It was kind of like a, if you ever want to make a movie, we got you sort
1: of thing. Okay. I see. Cause I, I don't know. I was waiting for, for that to pop up. I just didn't know if that's always, you know, what he's worked with, but then, um, I don't know. I, I, I see how this one, uh, Gave him some cred, though, you know, after this one was released, because then what he made, yeah, Royal Tenenbaums next, like...
0: Royal Tenenbaums was the next one, and actually, Royal Tenenbaums, you know, I watched the trailer with Emily a few months back, before we even considered starting this project, because we were looking for a movie to watch, so Mm -hmm. we watched the we watched the Royal Tenenbaums trailer and it was like from the creator of Rushmore, you know, like this was the, this was the hallmark of, of Wes Anderson at one point, it was like, Oh shit, y'all better see Royal Tenenbaums. It's the guy who made Rushmore, you know, like, uh, that's kind of, that's kind of awesome, you know, and I'm sure that, you know, the cast itself kind of spoke, spoke for itself at that point, you know, 2001. I mean, Owen Wilson's not a household name by any means by that time, but, uh, Gene Hackman, certainly is you know Mm -hmm. Uh, bill murray certainly is gwyneth paltrow had already been in seven several years or several years earlier you know like uh, that
1: was was my grandpa's favorite actor like out of mm -hmm. like pretty much anybody like he he always talked about gene hackman so i mean that yeah like the the people who bring the legitimacy to the you know to the movie and and just launch everyone else like i i love that he he works with all the same people and like that oh, yeah. people like it seems that they want to come back and like they they do love working on his movies um and, I mean, and now you, man? yeah like it's so poetic like having jason schwartzman be just, uh, you know, his first role in Rushmore, and now he's leading Asteroids. I don't know, if he was the lead in Asteroid City.
0: I'm fairly certain most of the promotional material I see is him, and he is the top build cast, mo- cast member on IMDb, wow. uh, which is kind of crazy considering it's a cast with Scarlett Johansson and Tom Hanks and Brian Cranston, and you know, all, all these guys who are typically larger movie stars Steve Carell, Matt Dillon, you know, like Margot Robbie. Yeah. Um but the top billed name is Jason Schwartzman. I'm pretty sure he's going to be uh he's going to be the main character, which is like a Hell very yeah. very cool. I'm very excited for that. Um And he deserves that shit, man. He's a he's a very talented actor and I think that Wes just knows how to get that out of him, you know. He's he's been what's funny is like rediscovering what I have seen Jason Schwartzman in after doing this project, um Scott Pilgrim versus the World. He's the really? big bad villain at the end who put the control yeah. chip in uh the chick's neck and like uses the sword, he wears the the silver blazer and stuff. That's Jason Schwartzman. Wow. You know, um there there's all sorts of stuff where he's just kind of he's kind of popped up and I've been like, "Oh shit, yeah, that was Jason Schwartzman, wasn't it?"
1: Uh huh. Yeah, no. I I mean, I I can't believe I mixed up Jason Schwartzman and Peter, where, like P- just just Peter, you know that that's, yeah. that's Luke Wilson, yeah, Luke Wilson. I can't believe that I'm like, I I don't know how that crossed my mind, and then uh, well, I don't It's know, it's, but... it's
0: cool that Owen Wilson wrote this movie, um, and wrote, isn't in it. Oh,
1: he wrote Rushmore.
0: Yep, oh. co-wrote it with Wes Anderson, um, and he uh, Luke Wilson is in it, and the coach for the school for Grover Cleveland is their other brother, their oldest brother, um, Andrew Wilson. And I was like, he started talking and I was like, that's gotta be Owen Wilson's brother. Doesn't he, doesn't quite look like him, but he had a little bit of the thing there, man. You know, he had, he had a little bit of the wow, you know,
1: my baseball diamond, the, the, that, yeah. the coach, that guy. Yeah. Yes. So that's, huh. I or Rushmore, not Grover Cleveland. Yeah. I didn't coach Beck. That er Oh. Yep. Huh. I don't know. Andrew Wilson. Yeah. Oh. I didn't make, yeah, he's didn't also make in
0: Bottle Rocket. So Bottle oh. Rocket has Owen Wilson, Luke Wilson, and Andrew Wilson. He
1: oh, he, he worked cool. with all three of them there. Oh. Um, huh. Man. Yeah I, I, he's found his people. You know, I guess he has. Max Max has found his people in in the movie, you know, through all of his clubs and everything, but <laughs> but Wes has has definitely done the same.
0: No, yeah, it's been uh, it's been a wonderful little ride here. You know, we're we're one way we're one movie away from completing his prior filmography now, which is kind of Dang. astonishing. It feels like it's gone by very very quick. Yeah. And uh, you know, we got Bottle Rocket on Friday, and then we're seeing Asteroid City on Sunday, Dang. and I'm That's excited for that man. I'm I, this I'm a- more excited for Asteroid City than I've been for a movie in a while. You know? <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, I'm I'm like just to how. Seen French dispatch and, and how all of his stuff has come together and just knowing that this is the next step in his,
0: I don't know. I, I hope he just, oh, I mean, the trailer looks
1: so intensely
0: that, you oh, know?
1: Oh, I'm, I'm, I don't know. I've, I've only watched the trailer one time and that's all I want because I like all of these movies I've gone in just blind, no trailer, no anything. Like, I think I've looked at the cast for maybe some of them before the movie and that, and that's it. Um, but it's always, always a so you,
0: you know nothing about the premise for Asteroid City.
1: Yeah, no, I think. I, I have like,
0: no interest in telling you some of the premise yeah, because I I, I when really I read it. the premise, I went, Oh, you know, like it's kind of like a fuck yeah you know like i don't i don't know like i'm I'm absolutely in though um, i don't even
1: know if i've seen the trailer i think i've just seen that little snippet that they released of like, like little, him taking a pi- like i think it's mm-hmm. jason sportsman taking a picture of scarlett johansson yeah. yeah and like that that's all i watched but i didn't even really pay that close attention to it like that's all i remember is him taking a picture and then her being like yeah. what are you?" i
0: looked do at the cast list and i looked at a character name um jeff goldblum's character name specifically and i went huh and then i had to watch the the trailer and i was like that's going to be fucking dope i'm uh, so i won't spoil yeah, anything or for should you should i
1: not look maybe I, not I mean looking.
0: like i would <laughs> i don't think i think you'll only enjoy it more not not knowing it you know i'm kind of like i i don't mind knowing that sort of thing but it lo- it looks like it's going to be fun as fuck so like i'm i'm 100% down for yeah, it Yeah, i'll just but, I'll um,
1: keep it in the yeah I'll just- in the background I, I don't know that's how I've been doing all these ones and I've I've always been delighted from every movie that I've watched so far from him um Amen. and I don't know I, I like I like going into movies like that a lot more now it's just like I don't need all these trailers I don't I don't want to know what the movie mm. is before I go in you know I just want to experience whatever they're wanting me to experience
0: right right No, nah, man I'm a. I'm I'm loving this this watch through for Wes Anderson and uh, I'm I'm a little disappointed we only have a couple left, you know. I wish I just had an no. infinite supply of Wes Anderson movies, but you We're know, from here on sure. out, whenever he does release a movie, I know for sure I'm gonna be there, you know. I'm a, I'm gonna be seated. So like that's a that's a very very good thing. And Rushmore, I mean I I was so overwhelmingly happy with it. Uh mm-hmm. but uh how let's 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 focus on the favorites for a second. I don't feel like we've gotten very specific with it yet. Mm-hmm. Um just kind of talk through it a little bit. Um let's start with a uh, favorite scene. Let's go over that one more time.
1: I think mine was uh either between just the ending, you know, in his play, um or I, I just really liked him in, in the bedroom after he faked the car crash. I thought mm-hmm. just a lot of funny moments, emotional moments and, and a lot of backstory that, that was really appreciated. Um I don't know, I just really liked him climbing up there, putting in the cassette tape, setting the mood, trying... Yeah, you're right, it was it was his one last Hail Mary um, at trying trying to do something. You know, he, he sits in there, he's... Oh, so this is where it all happens. Where what all happens, you know? I wouldn't know. Other, yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah, it's just ev- everything that, I don't know, was said there. He, he, no, just, that's... Uh,
0: <laughs> I'm gonna go with a different scene, but half-heartedly. You know, that's... uh that probably is the best scene of the movie and it probably is my favorite, but just in the spirit of things, I'm going to go the sabotage montage, uh, that back and forth where they are just there. They're at war, you know, war does strange things to men as max puts it uh, puts it later. Uh, just, just hilarious, you know,
1: ratting to his wife, uh, he There's even a point where Dr. Too. Like you could see that he was trying to like, do, he set up that sandwich date, you know, whenever he yeah. was telling her the news and like, wasn't just trying to break the news. Like he, I, his goal was probably like to, to try Talk and do something. To, yeah. To say that, Oh yeah. You, you got with my girl. Look what I, you know, look what I did. And then not, you know, that's PG's funny. That's funny. Well, something
0: that we didn't really speak to was uh, Brian Cox as Dr. Guggenheim. I know we talked about it briefly, but uh, Brian Cox most recently famed for succession. As he's a very, very prominent character through or very prominent actor through all four seasons of that show. But to that part where, you know, uh Max is like, a, I'm just happy to inform you. And uh he's like, uh, I never took you for an informant, Max. You know, mm-hmm. like he's a little disappointed that he's ratting, mm-hmm. which is a li- uh, which is really funny because it kind of it is counterintuitive to what Max's whole kind of presence was. He was a little revolutionary in his in his uh fight against the establishment sort of way you know and uh i lo- i loved watching it man he was uh he was very funny but uh for him to give into his baser instincts and rat to his wife and then you know put the bees in his hotel room him run over his bike him cut his brake line just a hilarious sequence of events that are uh that i just i couldn't help but love so i i went with that for my favorite scene
1: Oh yeah, no, that's that's perfect, and I don't. I, that's pro, I don't know. That was probably the the most fun while watching the movie, like part. I don't know. It was just it was just a like the music too. I do I, like there was barely oh, the music
0: any, in this know, movie. And,
1: was Brilliant, dude! Like barely any words through that, but just like the music was playing, you just saw their back and forth, and and I don't know. It was just a all of his music is done really well. Like when every, he sits
0: down with his mom's typewriter outside the graveyard and starts typing and it's like, it's that John Lennon song, uh, Yoko." Like, god damn, that
1: was good. Yeah, Yeah, he always, always knows what music to put in his movies. They they work so well for it. Um, but yeah, no, I, I don't know. I I felt like I'm just forgetting a scene, though, for some reason that I really liked. And it wasn't the ending. It wasn't the one, er, or them in the bedroom. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I loved the phone call. Maybe that, that's a brilliant know. one
0: yeah, whenever he's on the he payphone at school yeah. and the guy's like, uh, you know, or do you have a phone pass? And he's like, I'm on the phone, you know, like uh, that's funny because Bill Murray's on the other end doing all the stupid shit he's doing. Like that's that's a great scene. Um, the play but, itself is really good.
1: Yeah, I think it might have just been the club montage that he had, you know, just showing all of his mm-hmm. different things that he was into. Um, but it, it was just kind of early on and I didn't really, you know. Didn't right. really n- care as much as I did about him, you know, at the, it was just kind of showing you really who he, who he was and how involved, you know,
0: he, oh, was. Yeah. Oh, I think- love, I love the resolution for Max, man. You know, that's, uh, whenever he gets the standing O at his play and his dad's going, that's my son, that's my son. I'm like, I'm tearing up. I'm crying. Cause I'm like, you know what? max deserves that you know he does deserve this sort of love and reception uh because he's been through it man he's had a rough go
1: of it and uh oh, he sat you know uh i always would just want to call him bill murray um herman herman yeah he sits herman and miss cross next to each other you know it yeah. oh, looks like max pulled a fast one on us you know and, and you just oh, see yeah, everyone good. everyone there is it, oh that i don't know that was kind of a, a good shot Uh, It was like just a a, a slow pan through everyone in the audience. You know, you start with his dad, and then you get Miss Cross and Herman, and then Peter is there too. Uh, Let's see. (laughs) Yeah, he invited me.
0: He told me to wear a tie.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, not his scrubs or whatever. Yeah, like I like your nurse outfit. Um, Ooh, that was oh, that was actually pretty funny. Whenever he got drunk um, at that dinner, and you know, he he allowed him to. to
0: Or scrubs. It's like
1: oh, you know. I don't know. He, oh, he are has, they? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like and and he, Bill Murray just just like yeah, breaking laugh like, laughing yeah, that moment. Like, That's so uh, funny, dude. Oh man. Yeah. They, I don't know. It's every every everything. Like this was definitely funny. Like a lot more funny, funnier than than his other movies.
0: Whenever the Scottish the Scottish guy, we haven't even talked about the Scottish guy. Yeah. Um, whenever he shoots him at the end of the movie, he's like, "I've got one one thing left to do," and he throws him a screen uh, a. A play and he's like i've always wanted to be in one of your plays
1: and uh
0: i know he's like i know outstanding i loved the uh the kids chucking the rocks at him uh i loved earlier in the movie when we hear the scottish dude like not speak for the first time but the second time and he like yells at him he's because he's got latin <laughs> put back on the curriculum and he's like oh what the fuck are you doing like are you gonna fucking is that latin you know like that was uh that was hilarious uh
1: I liked Dirk, the his little younger friend.
0: Yeah, the first uh, grader.
1: Was always like him in the barbershop whenever he's there like sitting there and he slowly turns and looks at Max and he's like, "Oh, hi Max." You know, like he was he was uh, like a first grader but but definitely an old an older soul. Yeah, older. you
0: know like it makes sense that that's the first grader Max gravitated towards, you know. He's like he does he does carry himself with a certain uh older essence, you know. When he writes that letter, he's like, "I'm sorry to inform you," you know, like uh it, it, since you're such a it's good friend, crayon, whenever he looks at, whenever he confronts Herman and is like, "Uh, who needs friends when they're like you?" and he like spits on his car, and he, I'm like, you know <laughs> what,
1: Dirk's down to ride. I like Dirk. Yeah. yeah, Dirk. Dirk was a he was a good friend. You know, the the whole time was was very funny too. Uh, throughout the whole thing, but I don't know. I I was trying to to see if if I could because I don't know. I, I really don't like. Um, whenever it's performance and character, they line up. But I, I, I think, I don't know, I may just have to. on. This. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I really liked, you know, his perform. I, didn't, for one, didn't know it was him. And that I, I just still can't believe. I just didn't, it didn't hit me that this is in 98 and it's just a younger Jason Schwartzman. Um, but I was going to go with, with him anyways. And then character, I was, you know, just... All the clubs that he was in, all all the stuff, you know, that he was experiencing. I don't know. It just got me to, to really think about my high school years and my, you know, middle school years and stuff mm. like that. And um, He always has
0: a good way of doing that, man.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's it, the all all the stories are made up but but they're all very, very real. And they're always I don't know. I feel like they're they're open ended enough to where it's different for everybody. You know, everybody mm. has a different different viewing and it's it's not like so specific that only a, a select few people are going to like be hit by all the emotions. Like, I don't know. Like there's, there's always something in his movies that it, it, it doesn't seem like it's going anywhere. It doesn't seem like there's a big theme or anything. It's just, you're, you're watching all these funny things unfold. And then by the end there, you're just like, Wow, I really do care about all these all these characters, and and wow, I'm I'm well, I'm I'm crying now. Like what? Like yeah. having tea? Like I'm I'm happy tearing, you know? Like what's? I don't know. It's it's in incredible how he does it, e- like every time. Like and and it's it takes me by shock every time. But I it's it's happened every single movie. Like by every now, I expect it. Um, yeah. instead of but I don't know. I don't know what like there's like this overcoming of
0: emotion that just kind of floods you at the end of these that you're just kind of like it's only happened a few times where I cry because of how good something is not because of anything they like did or something that happened particularly, but like, I'll just watch something unfold. And it was so fucking well done that I'm like, everyone involved with this is so fucking talented. How is this real? You know? And, uh, it kind of happens with, at the end of every Wes Anderson movie, like I get the credits hit and I'm like, (sighs) <sighs> like, oh, my God, I loved that, you know, and uh this is this is brilliant for that reason. You know, I don't want uh, to it'll be interesting to get to the ratings part of it, because like, I still don't know exactly where I sit in comparison to everything else. So it's like uh, it's going to be complicated. I'm interested to kind of get to that. But uh I did go with him for performance. I, I did go with him for performance. I love Jason Schwartzman as Max. I thought he was. I did not know this was his first acting credit um
1: that's why that's did incredible. he know it was him at yeah. all uh so he pulled, yeah he uh, pulled
0: up to the audition his audition for this movie he was wearing a homemade blazer with a patch he sewed on himself for rushmore academy okay. uh that's dude. what he pulled up to the audition in and it changed his life they knew now he's yeah. in every wes anderson movie you know
1: yeah, yeah i'd say uh, uh he probably looks back on this movie very fondly oh i um, got to imagine dude it's yeah.
0: And the costume design and everything, all his different, all the different outfits he throws on throughout the movie, that fucking like flames
1: suede or whatever
0: that green suede
1: dude that, yeah. that, like, that he had, man, that I don't know was was very clean. You know, that actually
0: comes into play for my favorite shot. Whenever he's presenting the dedication mm. for his latest opus, and he's like, uh, "This is for Eloise Fisher, my mother," um, and it cuts to his dad and. His dad's like, oh, like, he kind of tears up for a second. And mm. then he's like, and for Edward Appleby, a friend of a friend. Oh. And uh, I was like, oh, my God. But the shot of him in the spotlight against the red curtain in his green oh, suede yeah, suit. Yeah. I, I loved it. I thought that looked really good. So that that ended up being my shot and and my performance. Love Jason Schwartzman. Dude.
1: Yeah, my shot, I guess, is just yours is the very beginning of the play. Mine's the very end or after the play is over. Mm. And just the, everyone on the dance floor all together. Um, just more to of, deny that one. Yeah. There's
0: another shot during the play that I was really close to picking, and it's during my line.
1: Is it? Uh, oh. oh,
0: well, that that too. The, whenever it like silhouette. fades into yeah. uh, the silhouette, that's a really good shot. But whenever he says, uh, maybe we'll meet again someday when all the fighting's done," and he like throws up the peace sign, and yeah, it, it, yeah,
1: yeah,
0: the the contrast to the background and stuff, like I loved that shot. Um,
1: yeah, that that last play looked really good, and the production on that was nuts. Yeah. Dude. Yeah, that, I, mean, I mean, you like, could
0: tell that Wes Anderson is putting on a play production there. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, he's not, he's got a talent for it though. Max was like, I, I enjoyed all the little, uh
1: no, the, the little the,
0: plays that we that put
1: was on. Awesome, the, like that was that, that would I don't know. Like I'm I'm usually not one to truly care about plays or like want to go to a play, but like if they, if that's what it's like, you know, like. Mm. Oh no, you, if you need earplugs and and some safety goggles for a play, right. that's that's he's pretty gonna bad. He's going to burn ass. this
0: place and down. He's yeah, got yeah. Some,
1: like, some dynamite, you know, like I don't know you know, make sure those don't get wet, you know, or whatever. Just trust a first grader yeah. to handle <laughs> dynamite. Dynamite. Um yeah, just, <laughs> oh. okay. but but yeah, no that that last scene was was so good. I, and I guess probably Probably is my favorite scene overall, but but that's more of what the shot is kind of putting that nod towards is like when everyone's all together, it's the happy resolution, and you know I guess Bill Murray's still having to deal with a divorce and and is Miss Croft like what what is she doing now? You know like uh,
0: I think uh, I'm assuming she's just getting her? another.
1: That's, she that? had like she had like her own little school right like in like <laughs> it was like very I don't know it was really cute and like it like uh, I don't. I forgot about that part. Whenever she was like, when Max went to go find her, and she was so like, you didn't come to the to the aquarium, you know? Like we thought you would really be there. And she's like, "Well, I didn't. I didn't ask for anyone to build me an aquarium, yeah. you know? Like it's just it, it like the whole dynamic of the two guys that are doing absolutely everything for the girl, but like in the, they just in should ask themselves like should we even be doing this in the first place like does she want this care yeah like no, that's that's not in their minds at all it's just that nope. they have to one-up each other and they have to they have, they're they trying to get her back you know and but uh now this funny but like real at this like i don't know it's it's always crazy how it, how it resonates see, man yeah, really gets you to think but
0: yeah no but my favorite character is actually going to be miss cross um olivia Williams. As Miss Cross. Uh, mm. through, or was that choppy?
1: A little, yeah. But am okay. are
0: gonna repeat it. Uh, my favorite character is Olivia Williams as Miss Cross. I lo- I loved her in this role. Um, mm. she, she put on a hell of a performance, and uh she's I think she's easily the most likable character. You know, she doesn't go on like uh the same journey Max does or anything. But from beginning to end, she never does anything that I'm like. I don't know about that, Miss Cross, you know, like I'm like, no she's cool, she's cool, beginning to end, you know, I know she puts on the whole she does sleep with a married man, but that's like I don't like that's his fault, not hers, i think
1: um yeah, no that's doesn't fall on on her really she yeah, I mean, she's just looking for anything you know kind she doesn't like it's oh it's very interesting where she doesn't like want to put herself out there, you know, because she's still holding on to ed appleby or you know whatever but but then at the same time like she realizes that she is lonely and like having this company is like is really nice so like yeah it's not like she's not thinking like oh i'm i'm gonna ruin this married man's relationship at all no no it's not spiteful no yeah no no and i don't know she she seemed like a very good teacher you know all the painting with the kids outside you know and um was i don't know seemed just well, apparently it was the best teacher that they had there. And uh, I have yeah, the see
0: best, uh, like that little scene whenever they're sitting in the library and she runs out of lemonade and he immediately fills it up and then her pen won't keep writing and he immediately has a replacement. And she's like, you know, this isn't going to go anywhere, right? And he's like, hey, 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 I didn't say nothing, man. It's weird that you brought that up so bluntly. You know, like, uh, that's
1: like, uh, a pencil too. He's like, yeah, like interrupts her. He starts but... talking,
0: you know, that's a, uh, I, that that's a contender too. That's one of my favorite scenes in this movie as well. But uh just uh all her steadfastness and her insecurities and stuff like she's, you know, I like Max a lot, but I've never met a kid like that. You know, like she, he, she's the most real character in this movie for me. Like in terms of like a, a person I feel like I could meet, it seems like mm-hmm. Miss cross would be, is the most feasible in yeah. that regard um yeah, and yeah. she she just seemed real you know and I, I appreciated that so i ended up going with her for my favorite uh my favorite character
1: yeah i mean she she i mean it, it goes to my line they were she was their rushmore you know and and bill murray he he says that you know she, she was you know, to make him understand you know he's he's trying to get through and like to to say something to make him understand and be okay with it you know and he She's my Rushmore, you know, and I, I I didn't know what I expected Max to say back. Um, but then he, I know like she was mine too, you know, It was just like a, after their sabotage montage, you know, going on and, and they have this moment and then he pushes the tree over, you know, and it falls over. And I don't know, it was just a really, every, every emotional part that happens, there's always usually something funny that, that follows it pretty quickly that like brings, brings you back and, and I don't know, just that fun factor of the movie. Mm. But, but man, it it can really get real out of nowhere, you know, like, it always does out of nowhere. But yeah, I I love that line of, uh, just that I felt like there was just, I don't know. I felt like there was a line that I, that I'm missing, but that was, that was the, at least the one that like hit me on like the gun. Oh no.
0: Yeah. Like that was one that when I watched it, I was like, well, that's going to be a top contender for both me and Joseph. So I better go with something else. Yeah. That, you know, I was like, I know, we'll touch on it at the very least. So, um, because that's that's undoubtable you know it, it hits like a ton of bricks at that point because there's a lot movie whenever uh they meet each other herman and uh, uh max and he's like what's the secret you know what yeah what do you have figured out you seem like you've got it figured out man and he's like uh the secret i don't know you know i think that uh you know you just find something that you love to do and then you do it for the rest of your life i love rushmore you know and for him to recontextualize that moment and go like, she is my Rushmore. Like, that's that's what it is calling back to is that specific mm-hmm. moment. And uh for him to be like, yeah, she was mine, too, is like uh, I I couldn't give less of a fuck about that school anymore, man. Like, that's that's where I'm at. You know, Uh, uh. it just shows where they are in comparison to where they were at the beginning of the movie. And it, it's you know, it seems very plain, like, you know, she's my Rushmore. But there's that's a loaded line, you know, that that delivers on a lot of levels. And I really appreciate it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. I it it was definitely the one that hit me on the on the gut feeling. I think the other one might have been the first, like whenever he actually said, "like What's your secret?" and he said, "You just mm-hmm. got to find something you love doing." You know, but I think this is, it, it envelops that. You're right. It, it was calling back to to that conversation. So I'll I'll stick with it. I, I don't think I support I, that. I, I support that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and I think that uh, my favorite line is the you know maybe one day. Maybe we'll meet again someday when all the fighting stops and it kind of lets both Herman and Miss Cross know that he knows this isn't, this isn't going to work out. You know, like I get that. And I hope one day y'all can forgive me for that, for everything and for. And hopefully we can be friends again. Maybe we'll day. meet again someday, you know, when all <laughs> this settles down and, you know, after the play they do, you know, and I, I really, I really appreciated that, you know, the, the peace, mm-hmm. the peace offerings there, Margaret getting introduced to, uh, I haven't had a chance to deal to dance with your new girlfriend or anything. And he's like, ah, and she's like, yes, I am a uh, hilarious moment. Loved that. Uh More. I talk about it, man. The more I just like really, really, really liked this movie. Yeah,
1: um, it came together just so, nicely at the end like Mm. there's something about um having everything so fucked up like everyone everyone was going just through it at one point and then just Mm. having everything wrap itself up in a pretty little bow at the end it's like it's so satisfying i'm
0: always gonna eat that shit up
1: yeah And, and i don't know a perfect you know he always kind of has a medium in his movies and this one's not you know not as direct as the other ones, but he has a lot of plays, you know, he, like Max speaks. that. That's how he like kind of gets a lot of his, his, his emotions across is, is through his plays and stuff. And I guess we only got to see one really in detail, you know, but. We saw had-
0: that little the mob play that he put on earlier in the movie, a little a little segment of that. That's true. Um,
1: <laughs> oh, gosh. And then
0: we saw them rehearsing for one that was in very poor taste. Yeah. over at grover cleveland yeah, um,
1: yeah yeah not not good but i he got into rushmore off of a play you know he, he wrote he a play and that's how he got in there I, I wish we could see you know whatever that was well um, he
0: got into rushmore and he was like dirk's age he's been yeah, going there since he was like a first or second grader yeah. so like the idea that he wrote a play when he was that young that got him into rushmore is like this is kind of what that kid does so like uh i, I like that i liked that angle a lot but uh Man, I don't I don't know. Do you
1: think it might be time for a rating? I think it is. Yeah, I don't This will be interesting to see where it falls though cuz lowest enjoyment that we've ever given, yeah, is to Royal Tenenbaums and that's at an 8.5. And I got to I got to say that my floor is at 8.75. That's that's yeah, a bare fucking minimum for it's, me. It's better. It it is I I did enjoy it better. And then the next next lowest is nine five looks like or nine two five with isle of dogs so uh, yeah it's definitely, it's definitely in between there yeah um nine with fantastic, fantastic mr fox oh ah that is true we did give a nine okay i'd say i probably enjoy fantastic mr fox huh maybe on the same level here actually. i'm not
0: I think there's there's that thing about Fantastic Mr. Fox that is so pleasing to the eye and pleasing to the ear, and everything comes together in a way that it is so easy to watch. you know I know I watched this movie twice today in back to back sittings, so like uh clearly there's an ease to this as well, but if I am going to throw something on casually. It probably will be fantastic, Mr. Fox, but I don't know if it's by like a whole lot. I think I would be comfortable giving this in a nine, uh, but
1: I think it's either nine or eight seven five. It's
0: eight seven five. I can't shake that. That feels more right. It um, does.
1: It does feel a little right. Yeah. Just that little bump above uh, the Royal Tendon Bombs. It feels a lot more right than like, uh, it feels weird to say that this is on the same level as fantastic Mr. Fox like that. Yeah. It, I feel like I'm kind of stretching there to yeah. to put it up there, but okay. And then and I
0: certainly don't think it's on the same level of as fantastic Mr. Fox uh, quality wise. Mm. You know,
1: no. Yeah, no, not quite. It's um, uh, it's,
0: it's really well written. It's really well performed. Um, the soundtrack is fantastic. That might be the only thing I think it has up
1: on fantastic Mr. Fox. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean it it I think the closest comparison is Royal Tenenbaums. Yeah. and Bombs. I think that that does make sense. We gave that an 8 critically. And I, I I'd say that's probably it's either it is an 8 or it's less than an 8.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, cuz uh, I think overall Royal Bombs is probably a better performed movie. It had every bit as good the needle drops and the music in the in the movie. Uh it was extremely well written. Um
1: I think it has to be lower than an eight. Like it it it's either I don't know, I I don't think I could put it on the same level as Royal Tenon Bombs. Like that that, that story that that story hits different. Like there like I'm actually like
0: Well, the thing for me is now that we have rated everything else, I almost feel wrong about having given Royal Tenon Bombs an eight in the first place. mm -hmm. Um and I don't want to change that necessarily, but every time I go back and look at that rating, I feel like we started this project with the idea of being a little bit more critical than we were, uh, mm-hmm. than we were going to be. We ended up being very, very nice to a lot of movies, um, and they're deserving of that. And I think Royal Tenenbaums was deserving of that as well. Um, but I do believe you're right. I do think this isn't quite as good as Royal Tenenbaums. I do think I enjoyed it more. Um but i don't think it was quite as good and
1: barely like 775 yeah. would seven, be 775 would be down. i'm not going like 7 or like no. all the way down there like it's if it's not an 8 it's a 775 and that's i'm
0: with you i'm i'll go 775 that's 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 perfectly okay with me
1: okay well that that'll round it out to be an 81% 8.08 um so yeah i think doesn't i mean that a little bit below royal tendon bombs actually overall yeah it's the
0: weight the weight on the critical that's true ends up uh, coming into play there uh and at an 81 percent, i feel pretty good about it though that does that does feel about right you know um that's a good movie that's a really good movie i've 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 called eight out of ten a great movie you know that's uh, Mm a It's kind of how I consider my my one to ten rating system. An eight is great. A nine is oh, yeah. fantastic. You know. So, uh,
1: IMDb gives it a seven six, and uh, Rotten Tomatoes a ninety percent critically and ninety one percent audience score. Very uh,
0: beloved movie, but it, uh, again, want to remind everyone what the Rotten Tomato score is. That doesn't mean it is a nine out of ten film. It means ninety percent of critics gave it a generally fresh rating. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and yeah, I, that that I don't know that. I,
0: and at eighty one percent, it'd be fresh.
1: I don't really feel like a lot of people come away being like, "Oh, I hated this movie." You know, like I, I don't know how you can. I don't know. It's just a, yeah, a very it's a
0: generally enjoyable movie.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. There's. Nothing really to gripe about. Uh, maybe if 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 like you had more of his visual focus, you know, more of this movie, it'd be really interesting to see like him make this movie today. If
0: yeah, even if so, I it. don't like it's 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 a different kind of movie than he comes yeah. to create later on. You know, like I don't know that I would necessarily want it to be made in the same way the French Dispatch is made because then I think I'd get kind of you yeah. know the reason the French Dispatch works that way is because that's kind of the story itself lends itself to that visual sensibility, you know? Um, And I think like the grand Budapest hotel is so grand and so epic that it does kind of lend itself to that sort of visual sensibility. Mm. This is a small story, you know, it is more in the vein of moonrise kingdom, which did have that style, but it was definitely not to the level grand Budapest or French dispatch did. It was more, free flowing in its in its yeah. kind of uh yeah. in its visual sensibility, so I think it I think it kind of required that I don't think I necessarily want it to be done mm. the same way those are done, but uh,
1: yeah, I guess I don't know really what I would change actually, you know or like how if he were to make this today, like what would he do different at all and I think maybe maybe like making the me- like making it a play like act one. So, you know, or something right, like right. that, pretty cool. Uh, like maybe that's how he the makes it framed
0: out. like a stage production. That could be really cool.
1: But I, uh, like, I think that the free flowingness and like making it more just kind of like a a natural movie. Um, worked. It works for this, you yeah, know? like this story. Um, so, and you know, and I, mean, I this
0: is like I said. Uh, I, I don't know if I said this off mic earlier. This is definitely a stepping stone. You know, like a Bottle Rocket, you get even less of that visual sensibility out of bottle Mm. rocket you know it's a, it's very very he was having fun making a movie with some dudes he likes
1: yeah it's kind of this is how wes is establishing himself as like a a real movie slowly
0: builds it builds it and builds it you know and bottle rocket is damn good and damn funny by the way like uh you thought Mm. rushmore was funny i think bottle rocket's funnier um That'll and be... I'm very excited for that because I do believe my dad's going to actually join us for that one. It'll be his first time back since Howard the duck. <laughs> so that'll Dude,
1: be a auto rocket and Howard the duck. That's I don't know. I, I haven't dirt. seen bottle rocket yet. I don't, I don't know uh, which one he likes better, um, but I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm sure
0: he likes bottle rocket more,
1: okay. um,
0: oh. but uh, yeah, that'll be, that'll be a fun one. I'm very excited for that. Um, I did want to ask, do you want to do, I've I've told you that in the future we were going to, Talk about what actors or actresses you might want to see in a Wes Anderson movie in the future. Right. Would you? Do you think you have the capability of rattling off the top of your head in this moment, or should we hold that off until next next time with Bottle Rocket?
1: It would be just kind of front brain guesses and like kind of instincts. I guess I haven't really given it a whole lot of thought. Mm. Um, yeah. I, I mean, maybe if you do, you, if you have a few, I don't know. Maybe it'll it spark. I'll
0: give the- you. I'll give you one. I'll give you one that I've been like, oh, I would just love to see that. I think. Don't I know one. why, don't know what it is, but I feel like John C. Riley would fit very, very well in a Wes Anderson
1: okay. set. Yes, I, I'm terrible with actors' names, but he's he's good enough. Like, I I, I don't know. I...
0: Step Brothers and oh no, I, I specifically I look, like it more specifically a, his drama good. work. Is he very very good.
1: Uh, he would be perfect in in a Wes Anderson movie. Yeah, he would. Um, the but the yeah. guy who popped up in my mind was was Andrew Garfield. Um, Ooh, I would love to and, see him. I just I, I think I just like Andrew Garfield just as an actor. Just in yeah, well, not necessarily that he'd be a perfect fit for a Wes Anderson movie. Just I want to see him in more stuff. Just in general. Yeah. Um, but no, John C. R- that's more of a the right answer for like that kind of question though. Like, um.
0: Right. So yeah, that's, that's kind of the vibe I'm going for is like to capture someone you feel would just like maybe because John C. Riley is far from one of my favorite actors of all time. By all, I love him. I love him to death. Uh, but Andrew Garfield, that's top two for me. I love Andrew Garfield. Um, so like I was thinking like deep, deep into the bag, like who can you see it? Like you, you're just like, Oh, that guy would fit. He's there. I see it. You know? Um, I can see John C. Riley hard. Yeah, because like I'm
1: thinking of like comedians and like kind of funnier actors now that yeah. you're saying, like John, like Will Ferrell just doesn't quite, you know, doesn't quite like, do it. Yeah. Quite do, like he's funny, but wouldn't fit the style really. Um, huh. I yeah, know I'll, I'll have to, I'll have to think about that. Maybe, maybe Bottle Rocket, I'll, I'll come yeah. with, with Spark some, a
0: little bit more. Yeah, but yeah, that's care. uh.
1: Until till Asteroid City, so it's the
0: last one, big
1: baby. Yeah, is gonna be fun. That is crazy that we're we're already almost done. Yeah, I mean
0: that'll everything. be our twelfth movie man. for Wes Anderson Let's or tenth uh, movie.
1: 10? Is it 10? ten? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm. Oh man, he just. I hope he creates movies for his whole life. You know, he's he's kind of young, right? He's got he's got a 50? lot. Of, he's got a lot more life in him, and he's.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, there's been conversations with Martin Scorsese recently where he's been like Martin Scorsese plans on making movies until the day he dies. You know, he's uh, he recently said something at Cannes where he he talked about a presentation of an award, like a Lifetime Achievement Award to Akira Kurosawa that was presented by him, George Lucas, Francis Ford Coppola and Steven Spielberg. They all got on stage together Mm. and presented that to Akira Kurosawa and amidst his speech he said something about how uh he didn't he's already reached such a claim but the older he gets he only now realizes just what he could do with yeah. with movies and with cinema and with film and yeah. he didn't have a lot of time left to do that and martin was talking about how he didn't understand that until now and he's like Wow. I I have so many stories to tell, but I don't have the time to tell those stories. You know, so I, he's he's gonna
1: an accomplished man like that saying that is insane. Like what he's yeah. already done, and he's like, I I still have so much to tell. Is like that. No, and like it's, it's it's it's
0: almost scary to think about the day that we lose the likes of Scorsese and Spielberg and and guys like that. Like, who do we have successors to guys like that? Is that even a thing? Yeah. You know, like a, so and it, they'll they'll probably naturally present themselves but you know like I, that's why you just got to appreciate the art while they're here you know that's why i'm uh mm-hmm. i'm so excited to see wes anderson's newest one here in a here in a week or Man. less than a week now um released wise, wise. um mm-hmm. and see cool. killers of the flower moon later this year and just uh kind of revel in the the beauty of these filmmakers i'm so excited for that so uh yeah, we got a lot of great filmmakers with a lot of stories left to tell. So I'm I'm very excited for the future of film here. But uh, yeah, at an 81% more rounds out, do you have any last thoughts?
1: I think that might be it. Yeah, I think. I don't know. don't really think I have anything else for it.
0: All right, but... then that sounds good. We'll conclude this episode then.
1: Mm-hmm. If
0: you would. Head to patreon.com slash pennybloompod where you'll find over 50 hours of exclusive content, including uh, relatively recently. Me and Joseph had a conversation about uh, uh, the ramifications of art, artificial intelligence in the art community okay. um, and how that is disturbing, to say the least. Um yeah, for $3 a month, you can support this podcast financially by signing up over there at patreon.com slash pennybloompod. You'll get a bunch of written content. Uh, you'll get a bunch of uh, book reviews, movie reviews, comic book reviews, and the like. I'm uh, uh, Joseph inspired me a little bit earlier today to try and get into a little bit more of like a short story fictional sort of writing. So I'm I'm going to give that a shot. I've got one I've already started working on and I'm very excited about and I'm probably going to sign off the podcasting back to work on it. So uh, I'm very excited about that, and again, that's Patreon.com/slash/PennyBloomPod. Who knows? Maybe Joe will be sending me something soon to go ahead and throw up over there. I'm very excited for it.
1: Um, I'm nervous, not gonna lie. Uh, ah, I don't, don't you
0: worry, don't you worry. Well, at the at the very least, if you want input, we can refine it, we can figure it out, we can co- collaborate. That's what that's what the written medium is. I plan on sending mine to you before I publish it. You know, y- your input and stuff. Um. That's, it's yeah. it's a collaborative process writing, or it can be, and it should be. Um, mm. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, at patreon.com slash pennybloompod, that's where you'll find that. Uh, head to Twitter, follow at pennybloompod, follow on Instagram at pennybloompodcast. Remember to leave a five-star rate and review wherever it is that you might be listening. Um, tune back in this Friday for Bottle Rocket. Uh, tune in next Wednesday for Asteroid City. We're, we're we're getting there, baby. It's it's time, and I'm fucking ready for it. But, uh, yeah, Winter is Blooming is continuing. Game of Thrones rewatch, that's on Mondays. Very excited about that. If you're a Game of Thrones fan, you got to be checking that, that out with us. Um, but, yeah, with that, I was Colton Robertson, and I was joined by Joseph George. Thank you very much, homie. Oh, thank you for
1: having me. It's always a pleasure to be here.
0: Oh, and it's always a pleasure to have you. And remember, peace, love, and bloom. And I guess you've just got to find something you love to do and then do it for the rest of your life.